Hey everyone, Sean here from The Caption Life. Thank you so much for listening to our show. It really means a lot that you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to listen to us nerds talk about comics, and we really hope you've been enjoying it. If you're liking our show, please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to, and leave us a comment to let us know that you're liking this. Now, in this episode, we interview Juan Ferreira, who is a comic book artist. Be forewarned, we do discuss violence and other sensitive material that may not be suitable for little ones at home or if you have a sensitivity to these topics yourself. So if you need to stop the podcast to listen at a later time, now is the time to do that. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about the impacts of comics and pop culture on life and society, and a little bit of vice versa. Uh, we're excited to bring you another episode. Uh, tonight we're recording on the 1st of March, uh, which yesterday was a was was a leap day. That's a, a weird thing. Have you guys, uh, you guys know about leap day? Have you guys heard all the stuff about leap day where like every four years we have an extra day, but then every 100 years they take one out, but then every 400 years they add one back in? I knew it was a movie. Okay, well, <laughs> some, some useless info because none of us will be around for in, a, in another 100 years. So uh, so from Texas, I'm Kevin. I'm one of your hosts of the, the Caption Life podcast. Uh, joining me from Kentucky is my good buddy James. Hello, good evening. And then all the way from Indiana is uh, Sean. Hello, everyone. And then uh, we have a very special guest tonight from from halfway around the world, and not the halfway around the world that you're thinking east to west. We're talking about north to south. Joining us from Cordova, Argentina, is uh, Juan Ferreira. Uh, Juan is a comic illustrator. He started drawing comics professionally at Image uh, with a series called Small Gods, uh, and then another creator comic. Uh, called Lazarus with uh, not the Greg Rucka and uh, Lark comic, but uh, he followed that up with some work at uh, Dark Horse. Uh, he did the art for Rex Mundy, for Falling Skies, Kiss Me Satan, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, he's also collaborated on Creepy, uh, Dark Horse Presents, and Abe Sapien. Uh, Juan has worked uh, in the French market doing a series called, oh man, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, okay there you go and then uh, at dc juan worked as a cover artist for constantine and the new suicide squad along with some interiors for constantine batman eternal gotham by midnight and the new uh suicide squad you also did some work on the uh on the green arrow right yes the green arrow, year yeah, that, that's Rebirth. that's that's probably my favorite uh of your work but i i'm i'm i like superheroes in green so uh, Juan has also worked doing conceptual art for the Oscar-nominated movie uh, Wild Tales, and then he is currently working at Marvel, where he has done the art for Old Man Logan, uh, Killmonger with uh, Brian Edward Hill, who we got to interview a few months ago, and uh, he's done Punisher, uh, Kill Crew, and then currently he's working on the upcoming Spider-Man War. Uh, Juan, thank you once again for joining us today. And, oh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Do you want to tell us? Uh, let's, will, you, will you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from and um, kind of what it's like working from from Argentina for uh, in comics? Uh, yeah, I'm from Argentina. I, I live in the city of Cordoba. It's in the middle of Argentina. Uh, I don't know. 
strong comics for me. It's amazing. This distance. Argentina has always been, they always had like a, a, a history of comic artists, or writers. We used to have a big industry until maybe the 80s. And then we had like a economic crisis and most of the companies went bankrupt and people started to not read comics as much as they used to. Uh, so, but we still have a lot of artists and that works for Europe and for the States, not so much maybe, but more and more now. Um, working in comics from my house down here is amazing. For the States, I always, I was a kid, I was reading comics all the time. So uh, being able to work on them now is a dream come true. Excellent. So um, over the last few days, you've been showing on uh, Twitter a bit of your like very like early stuff, the things you did when you were like 15, 16 or so. So what kind of first got you going uh, into kind of drawing comics in the first place? Uh, my comics, I don't know, my dad uh, used to read comics all the time from Argentina or Europe, stuff like that. Uh, and he, they were comics around all the time. My dad they t- taught me to draw. He actually works with me, coloring comics and everything. So, uh, and in family, everyone draws. I have a cousins and my, my, I don't know, all, all of my family, they draw a lot. So when I, when I was a kid, I was with comics all the time. And, but I remember, yes, drawing comics, my own little comic when I was a kid. Uh, and I remember when I was a kid dreaming of, we had like a magazine for kids here in Argentina. Uh, they had little comics and I imagined working in uh, Buenos Aires, going with my suitcase and my bow tie, I don't know, anything going to work. I thought that maybe working for them was in, like in an office and stuff like that. And when I was uh, maybe 10 years old, uh, I think I read my first superhero comic, and it was a Superman issue where he was fighting uh, Teen Titans. And when I saw the comic, I immediately I knew that I wanted to draw superhero comics. I was around 10. And then, so every year, I started doing, drawing my own little comics in, in primary school, in high school. And then uh, maybe when I was 17, uh, around those I also emailed stuff to DC Comics to try to get in things like that, but I never got a response. And so I decided I started to do my own comics uh, with a friend. We printed them and we made all the story. We did the comic, we printed them. We went to different uh, shops and sell them and stuff like that. And they were, I don't know, really fun things to to do. And I learned a lot doing that. Yeah, I remember my friend and if. Some of the things that I was showing, it was called a comic called Elvis Man. It was a, like a drunk guy that put on an Elvis costume <laughs> and started to fight crime. Uh, and he actually hated uh, he hated superheroes, so he fought like Superman and Flash and all of those. But kind of like the boys, mm-hmm. but before the boys came out. Uh, uh, and that was my first comic. And uh, that's actually when I started drawing those comics with my friends and and publishing them, uh, self-publishing them, uh, that's when I learned uh, a lot more about drawing comics than, than drawing, doing just pinups when I was a kid. Sitting down and actually drawing them makes you learn a 
So is that something that, uh, that you've, you've just, uh, did you have any like formal training or is it just something that you picked up as a kid and you've just evolved over, over the, your career? Yeah. I, yes. I kind of like self, self taught me. Uh, I was, when I was maybe six, I realized that I could start to draw different from the other kids. And my dad also taught me a lot and he bought me books about drawing and perspective and storytelling and things like that. He bought me books and I started reading them and trying and started to practice, practice, practice. I also copied from comics and uh, the artists that I love. And that's how I started drawing comics. Is there, is there anybody whose work that you really looked up to? Uh, when I was a kid, I loved uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. Well, yeah, I know. We had uh, an album. I think I have it here. It's super quick. No, I don't know where I put it, but I had a, a like a sticker album with, that we used to buy when we were kids. And it was all made by Jose Garcia Lopez. Mm -hmm. it's, it's similar to the DC Guide that some guys have. The big yeah, th there's been a lot of people tweeting about that lately, about that, yeah. about that guide. And, yes, and with the guide, they did the album for the kids here in Argentina, so... I always love his stuff. Uh, maybe also maybe Brian Ball and I don't know Kevin Maguire. Maguire, how do you say? Kevin Maguire. Kevin Maguire, yeah. Uh, yes, Adam Hughes and stuff like that. I don't know John Byrne. Hey, I don't know. I say here in Argentina we used to have all the DC comics. We didn't have uh, Marvel. Mm -hmm. That's why all, when I was a kid I was always reading DC. Um, too bad because it would have been nice to have both of them. Since you're from Argentina and you grew up in Argentina, yes. what does what does that perspective have uh, for you when you are doing art for comics that are traditionally American? Uh, yes, uh, I don't know uh, uh, because I was reading them most comic most American comics since I was a kid. Uh, yeah. It, it, the only thing that is weird is that when I'm drawing maybe streets mm -hmm. or the people, stuff like that, that I want to make it look like I'm living there, but I'm here and the streets are different, the cars are different and stuff like that. Uh, but that's the only thing I find weird. Uh, <clears throat> also, what is finding weird is uh, when doing cons. Uh, it would be a lot better to be in the States and there. Uh, to do cons and visit fans more often. Mm -hmm. so that, but other than that, doing comics from here is the same. So Especially now with the internet and everything, it's, it's almost the same. Do you look at reference pictures? Like if you're going to do the street view of something, like for New York yeah, City? Yeah, of course, okay. all the time. So can I say yes. that... If also, when I travel to the States, I, sometimes I take photographs to uh, some details that maybe I, it's hard to find on the internet or streets or things like that. It's always fun to, to when, I, when I travel to, to do that a little research. So if you grew up with the America from the comic books, you 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 probably have a much better <laughs> view of it than the people who actually live there now. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's we, we got our problems. I'm sure that that's everywhere, but we got our problems. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so you recently wrapped up 
some of the art for the Punisher Kill Crew uh, series, and some of your other comics, uh, some of the, the more independent comics have been um, more graphic in nature. What is what is your approach to um, like the way that you depict violence in in comics? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's really fun to draw violence, to do blood and guts and things like that. Uh, I did a call, uh, comic called Colder for uh, Dark Horse, and that's pretty graphic. That's a lot of blood and things like that, and has that. I think. Uh, Mm-hmm. You guys have seen, yeah, of course, this cover. Yes, I, I just saw that. Pretty bloody. Yeah, well, it's, I love doing uh, horror stuff and, and stuff and things. And I don't know, I, in, do you see it in, on, on TV and movies? Mm-hmm. I, don't like, I don't like to see books like Saw or things like that where they cut your hair, your hands, or stuff like that. I, I cannot stand it. But I, know what, I don't know why uh, drawing it feels like. I don't think if it's going to when people read it, it's going to feel weird, strange, or, or disgusted, or, or they won't they won't like to read the comic. It's just like drawing violent stuff. It's fun. I, it's really fun. I like I like to mix it with some humor too. Or like that. I uh, yeah, I I totally agree with you. I can't watch movies like that, but like. There's a there's a scene in um, the Marvel Comics uh, miniseries uh, Siege, where the yeah. the Dark Avengers uh, try to take Asgard, where it's in the middle of Oklahoma, and um, the Sentry rips Ares in half, and it's like this huge like it's this huge two page panel, and he's being pulled in, apart, and his guts are stuck wow. everywhere, and that's like one of my favorite comic panels of all time. <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> oh and. One, the way you did the uh, blood and the guts and uh, kill crew was just phenomenal too. With the with the frost giants yes. and stuff. Ah, yes, fun. That was fun. Yes, yes. I mean, it was just so. <laughs> it just felt very real to me with that too. You just portrayed that very, very well. So uh, it's like, wow, this could actually be like. It's like you could like reach out and touch it and feel it and. I mean, it was just very well done. It was hard. I had to do research for that, so I took my truck and I ran over some cows in the country field and killed them all by the legs and took pictures. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> but, Are you uh, for real? Don't say things like no, that. I'm kidding. <laughs> if it was real, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. You're do that. <laughs> It, it wasn't cows. It, yeah. No, it wasn't cows. It, it was some kids. Uh, well, don't tell anyone. Okay. Just in case. Well, Just for me. If, if one of the 17 people that listens to this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so it, it seems as though you you have a, 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 a kind of a dark sense of humor, but you don't take any of this too seriously, which... Yeah, of course not. Yeah, okay, that's that's yeah, great. It's, <laughs> that's great to know. Yeah, yeah, it's just comics, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell that story. Yeah. I'm going to tell that story tomorrow at school
Okay. Cool. So, well, you know, I'm just I'm a little curious um, <laughs> just to kind of hear your thoughts on this. So to follow up on the topic about violence in comics, um, as you probably know, uh, this is not a new conversation or topic or even, you know, some people might call it controversy in terms of use of violence in comics. And um, with you, you know, having drawn violent comics and probably know that people have talked about or had concerns with uh violence shown in comics, especially since a large population of comic book readers are, you know, younger audiences who might be impressionable. Um, I just want to kind of get your thoughts and take on um, what you might um, say or, or approach to people who might have concerns or worries or, you know, even people who are uh, might just be, you know, downright angry about, you know, some of those things that they might, you know, refuse to have their kids to read comics and things like that. Just kind of curious what your thoughts or responses are. If you ever had an experience of someone like ever you know saying something like that to you before um just kind of curious about that uh, i don't know it depends uh, also maybe the age of the kids that read comics if they are maybe too young maybe six or five maybe it's some comics could be not suitable for them but uh, i don't know when i was a kid uh, from my own view when i was a little kid i uh, read comics and they had a lot of violence and I don't know, it didn't make me like angry or I wanted to try the same thing that I was reading or things like that. I didn't, it didn't turn me into a violent guy just for reading something that's violent. Okay. Also in games, I remember playing games that were mm-hmm. okay. No, I, when it's entertainment, if it's aimed maybe right and maybe you can, if he's a little kid, maybe you, you should warn that, that it's maybe violent or something for him, but or maybe 10 up. To 11, I think it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that a problem. Gotcha. And also, maybe DC and Marvel, when you draw something that is maybe too bloody or stuff like that, they make you do black blood, not that much red, for example, or, or not, do, not being so much so graphic and stuff like that. So they're always trying to. You get editors telling you to tone it down? Yes, a lot of times, especially at DC and Marvel. Right, but well, is that kind of why in Kill Crew with like the Frost Giants things, you had all the uh, no. purple and the blue and all of that. Ah, uh, yes, that's why he was able to do more blood yeah. because it was purple blue uh, blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. If it was red, maybe there there would be no yeah. blood and stuff like that. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me that it's because it's purple is like safer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you say so. There's a. I remember seeing this not too long ago. Um, do you guys, do you guys know the the Masters of the Universe movie from the '80s? With Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw it on the drive-through. Yeah. Drive-through the drive-in. Drive-in. Yes. Drive-in. So yes. The, in that movie, there's all of like the like the stormtrooper bad guys that work for Skeletor. And so it's supposed to be implied that they're all robots, right? Because... Ah, they suck. Yes. <laughs> but also because, like, the, the people who were... The people who were making the movie were like, you just you can't just, like, gun down people like that. So they were like, no, they're robots. So that it wouldn't, it wouldn't seem so, like, violent. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's interesting just that how they try to, you know, approach it. So, you know, they tone down the violence and, and things like that. So, um, uh, so yeah, no, thank you for giving us that, um, 
your thoughts on that and everything. Have, have you had, ever had, uh, besides your editors, have you ever had like any like fans or, or parents or anyone like this sends you like email or messages talking about your violence or uh, in your job? No, yeah. just my, <laughs> my, my aunt. And my aunt, the, she always tells me why I don't do comics like romantic comics. <laughs> <laughs> comics were just people with relationships. And things like that. Awesome. And it's a good idea, but uh, I don't know if it's going to sell a lot. So gotcha. But she's always complaining about that. <laughs> the I always one. will too, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so switching gears a little bit, uh, you've done art for both Marvel and DC and a number of small uh, indie publishers. And so we wanted to get in a, an idea from you. What are the differences in the art styles between the houses today? You you kind of alluded that with Marvel DC, they definitely want you to tone back on the uh, on some of the violence um, that you have, as opposed to probably the other small indie publishers. But what are some of the other differences between some of the bigger house comics and the small independent publishers? Uh, graphically, if, uh, I actually kind of like if I haven't tried changing much of my stuff uh, to house style. I color my own comics. I use watercolors and an awful Spider-Man noir and drawing on clay pages. Uh, actually, I, I, if I can, I try not to follow anyone or any trend or any kind of house style. So, but. Uh, uh, maybe the differences uh, at DC and Marvel, they, maybe the colors, they want more bright colors and be more pop and stuff like that. And maybe in other publishers, you can try different uh, experiment a little more with art and also with uh, colors and you know, the way you color it and the way you tell stories. They try, uh, over the DC and Marvel, to try to play it more safe, mm-hmm. but going with it works. Uh, that's the fun. Maybe most the differences that I saw most. Does the does the workflow or process uh, different at all between the two, or is that typically the same for you? It's, it's similar, but uh, when I, for example, when I worked at Dark Horse, maybe I had more time to prepare mm-hmm. everything. We had more time to to develop the, the series, and maybe more time to to launch. Book, and they gave me a lot of, for example, I don't know, period five months to start working on the book until it came out, so I could be more prepared. Uh, and also, at DC or Marvel, they, they do it much faster, like throw you stuff, like you fish one thing, and then you start doing another one, and it's super fast. They also, now I'm more there, they give me more time, maybe now than before, at least to me, but it's fast. Also, maybe uh, DC and Marvel, maybe the editors are overworked. They, they have to shuffle a lot of books. Uh, maybe a dark horse or an image. Uh, an image, I never had any, uh, I didn't have too much editors, but a dark horse, the, the editors, they have more, less books, so they can concentrate more on the, the stuff. Uh, those are kind of the different spaces. But uh, <laughs> for a bundle, you see they pay more. That's always good, right? Yes, yes of course. <laughs> you kind of brought up Spider-Man Noir a bit with your gray paper there. And, you know, I see your post on Twitter that your process and stuff with your 
pencils and your inks and stuff, but would you kind of tell us just a little bit about uh, a few of the things that you're doing? Maybe that's a little bit different with uh, Spider-Man Noir. And is there anything you can kind of uh, tell us uh, about the story, maybe just a bit kind of while you're at it? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the Spider-Man Noir that, I'm, that we are making with uh, Margaret, uh, it's uh, Spider-Man, he goes, uh, it's 1939, and he has to solve uh, some mysteries about New York, and that leads him into traveling to Europe during almost pre-World War II, and he has to solve some mysteries. There is kind of like Danny Jones story for Spider-Man. He's visiting different cities London and Berlin, Italy, uh, going everywhere to find, trying to solve this mystery, and it's really fun. So I really like it. And uh, I really like also, I was able to try this new stuff, for example, I'm trying to page here. I will move it a little bit because we are not able to show it. That's, el- that's Electro Noir. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I caught, I caught some of Electro Noir on Twitter. Um, the other day, and I really uh, am digging the like the welding goggles and the mustache. Yeah, he, he kind of reminds me like of a of a pumped up Doctor Robotnik, who's the the bad guy from from Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he also look, yeah, he also looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's my, my dad. My dad had a mustache like that for most of my life, and then one day I came over to their house, and there, it was gone, and I didn't know what to think. <laughs> what happened? Why? He just got tired of it. <laughs> okay. Well, and then and then later he grew in he grew in a uh, like a goatee, yeah. and he ended up looking like Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid movies. So <laughs> he's like a real he's like a real like chameleon when it comes to like facial hair. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Going back to the page, uh, yes, uh, I like uh, I, what I like about this comic. Also, is I always uh, loved it. I wanted to draw a Spider-Man, but also my style. I didn't think it was uh, suitable to the very colorful style that Spider-Man has. But Spider-Man Noir, yes, total fits with the stuff that I like to do. Very dark and. Uh, or being able now to do it in gray pages with white ink and black ink. Uh, it's a good effect. Uh, it's, it sets apart the comic from the other comics. It has a, a style that's different. And it's really fun to now join the pages every day, inking them. Uh, it's, it's a pure joy. I, the last couple of years, I was like, what I like the best about doing comics is the part where I do the layouts and pencils. And doing inks it was like a, a little bit tiresome. But now with things, uh, comic, uh, what I expect in most every every issue is to do the inks. It's really fun to do. I think the white, uh, it's really really fun. And then I color it like that, but it's just subtle colors. Like we try to do everything like white and gray, maybe some reds, some yellows, but pretty subtle. subtle. So your your dad helps you color comics? Yes, he helps me out with the flats and stuff like that, digital. So yes, fun. I know there's an issue with Punisher Kill Cool. 
uh, in particular cool the punisher gathers some kids and he makes them draw the monster that killed their parents mm -hmm. and so we actually had some kids drawing the monsters for real so for the Gary Dugan's uh, son to a monster and some other guy I don't know son to another monster and I made my daughter draw a couple of monsters too and they appeared in the comic so uh, it was fun because my daughter had some color monsters drawn in the comic I drew the comic and my dad got the color and so it was three generations of the same comic it's nice oh that's awesome now one did she draw the tree monster no, the tree, I think it was from Gary Dugan's son. Okay, oh, nice. because I bought that page from the first one. Ah, you yeah, bought the original. That, that <laughs> ah, nice. that one, so. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that'd be really cool, but but yeah, I've got that page, so. Nice, thanks. I changed my car with that page. Well, good, good. <laughs> I, I'm glad. <laughs> you nice. because... Um, Actually, it's true. I, I know with, with the when you with that money, you helped me to change my car. Well, <laughs> hey, no, I, no, to be that's great. The caption life bringing bringing people together, right? He's yeah, super I mean, proud of it. He's not telling you. He's not telling. He's not being one hundred percent honest. He's super proud of that page. Like mm -hmm. he, we, we, uh, I, that's yeah, all we heard I'm of so for like proud. for a month. It was like I can't wait till my Punisher Kill Crew page gets here. Yeah. It's like up in customs and <laughs> I, yeah, it takes a lot of time from you. It sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was so concerned that it lost. Like it just like gotten lost mm -hmm. because because I live out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and my mail gets lost from time to time. And I was just like, you know, watch this get lost, but I can't get some like bill get lost and I can just, that I can just not worry about it. But like, but I was just so thrilled. I just pull up from work one day and there it is. I'm like, nice. I know exactly what this is. So I ripped so, into it. I'm like, it's here. So did it arrive? Like it was in good condition or maybe it was torn on the eyes? Oh, no, it was I, I always fantastic. Wondered. Okay. Oh, it was fantastic Condition very well packaged. I mean, it. I mean, it was perfect. Nice, and I printed out okay because I have the original here, and I printed with my super laser laser printer, and I gave it to you. So I like that that you didn't realize it's a copy. Nice. Cool. Well, because <laughs> it looks really good, you can't tell. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's the original. <laughs> You can you can see there is the original because if you try to erase the the tree, it's gonna be don't do that, James. The tree is very expensive. <laughs> don't mess it up. Right? He's gonna look at it now on his wall. He's always gonna wonder if it's real or not. Right. If you erase the tree, you are realizing this is for real. Yeah, because <laughs> hey, listen, James, that kid could go on to become like a big comics artist and you have his first documented work. That's right. And get a or sign. Yes. Or yes, a, a, research, a really, really good print out of it. Right. 
Everyone's going to have like, you know, the latest comic book that, you know, that kid put out. You're going to have the original very first drawing that he had. Yeah. Yeah. I save I save all yeah, of Madden all. stuff for that exact reason. If he does anything that looks remotely good, I save it because I feel like one day when he's like a famous artist, I'm sitting on all of his like junior high originals and tweeting it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that won't happen. Uh, every time I, uh, one of my friends asks me for a little drawing, put him in a bar or stuff like that, I draw it on a napkin and get it back to I'm going to save these and make a little money. Who's <laughs> not? They're not making no money. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> you cannot sell that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. What does that say about James who paid money? Or something like that. <laughs> what does that say about James who paid money? Ah, the original. Originals are different. Ah, originals, yeah, you can make money, but. Drawing yeah, some yeah. napkins, they don't work. It's like you have to be Picasso. Picasso, maybe to be who knows. Right. It can't, you know, a napkin no. can't be authenticated, right? Yeah, it looked to be a really nice napkin, like fancy material. There's right? so much Jim Lee out there now. None of that's worth anything either. Yeah, this is he makes a lot. Yes, no, but he said a really nice. Oh, I've had I've had the opportunity to meet him several times. Like he's super, he's super great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, one time we, uh, I went to the DC offices for mm-hmm. a week for a, for a workshop. Uh, they invited seven of us, seven artists, and he threw a party, a Halloween party at mm-hmm. his house. And it was awesome. <laughs> really great party. Bars, and like an 80s cover band, and food everywhere. When you do it, awesome. <laughs> That's really great party. And, and to be amazing. Nice. Very um, nice. Since, yes. since we were talking about um, Punisher Kill Crew um, and, and the tie to uh, War of the Realms, one thing I, I noticed, one, I wanted to ask you about this because I read the um, War of the Realms trade paperback and then, you know, read your uh, Kill Crew and the styles from what was in War of the Realm. Um, with with how Punisher is drawn versus how you drew it was like very different. So like in, in War of the Realms, uh Frank Castle had like a really bad widow's peak going on, right? Like, you know, like receding hair and everything yeah. like that. And you gave him like full yes. flesh hair, like, you know, really, you know, yes. Fabio mm-hmm. style type of thing, just a little bit shorter and all that, right? And uh so I was, I was just kind of curious, um you know, I guess in the comic book industry, like when you have different characters being drawn like that, is there any conversations about like how, you know, is there any concerns with like continuity or anything like that? Or they're just like, you know, this is just a, a new artist. And so it's just, we're just going to, um, you know, have them use the. Yeah, sometimes they give you like free elms to, to do it your way uh, and not to follow like maybe uh, meat mouse right. or stuff like that. They have to look exactly right. the same. And in the comics, you have more freedom. But for example, I changed the skull on the t-shirt and it was way too different. So they made me do it more in style of the, the classic skull. I, I I just I just found it interesting because like I, I can understand like if it's different story arcs like it's not following but like the fact that this is like a continuation of that same story and it's like a completely different look just threw me off because yes. I, I think that's the first time I really noticed that at least that level of detail just because you know the hair is very different and I gotta say I, I like your drawing better than the other one with the receding hairline okay. I, I thought it just looked much better so yeah okay thanks yeah cool. yeah but I but I get what you say sometimes when changes too much from mm-hmm. one story to another one from a reader point, point of view it, 
makes you like throws throws you off. Right. And and I hate it the most when sometimes comics are late and they have to do like different artists for the same comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks. Right. Just I don't like it at all. I love it uh, at all. Maybe if it's a story like uh, doing. I mean, two different artists, and each artist uh, is doing drawing for example, the past, and the other one is doing the present. Mm-hmm. Maybe that works. But with the same story as different artists, I don't, I don't like. It. Right, right. Well, one, um, I read the uh, Spider Verse uh, number five that you did the artwork for to to give that little uh, uh, Spider Man noir uh, teaser bit and. Once I saw the finished artwork in there, especially of uh, Spider-Man Noir, uh, that kind of first page with him in his office, yes. his feet up on his desk, and Miles yes. out in the... Uh, I'm just like, Spider-Man Noir is going to be something special. Yes, I love uh, it. It's pretty nice. You on that art is going to be phenomenal. Uh-huh. And, so, and that comes out thanks. this week, right? Here in the, in the States? Yes, Yes. Okay. That's true. So if you're listening to yes, this, Wednesday. if you're listening Goliath. to this, you're probably, we're probably not going to drop this until, but if, if you're listening to this, Spider-Man Noir drops on uh, new comic book day on Wednesday, March the 4th. So if you, if, if it's past March the 4th and you're listening to this, uh, go and get that because it's, it's amazing. Yes. March 8th, 8th is my birthday. Okay. So you can buy the comic. Too, buy a comic. Make me a little present. Got, buy a comic <laughs> for, for one for his birthday. Help make nice. sure that he gets that little bonus royalty check yes. from, from all the all the publishers. So I can yes. buy some beer. <laughs> right. He did he deeps his beer. Yes. Gotta have yes, it. Yes, it's mine. That's why it fuels my hand. The beer. I just pour my hand in the beer and makes me draw better. It's good. <laughs> Juan, thank you so much for for joining us tonight. the 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 insight and everything is uh, is excellent. Um, before we let you go, Juan, will you um, will you let everybody know where they can where they can follow you on social media, or uh, if you have a website or anything anything else that you want to share with them? Okay, um, I'm mostly on Twitter. That I don't even remember. My Twitter is a at Juan E. Ferreira. I don't know. Uh, you have you have to. Google it, I guess. We'll put a, we'll put a link also, in, the, uh, okay. in the show notes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can find Juan on uh, on Twitter, and we're going to put a link to that in the show notes. This wraps up another episode of The Caption Live. We hope you enjoyed listening to us this evening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Live. If you like what we're doing, give us a shout-out. Tag us in your post. Until next time, see you later. Peace out. See ya. See ya.